to episode number 13 of the Downsize with Style podcast to help you create a happy home and refine your new lifestyle. My name is Bettina. I'm an interior stylist and help people who are planning to downsize, get rid of all their clutter and stuff, stay organized and focused along the way, and eventually achieve a stylish and functional home in a more compact space. Today we are talking about how to make most out of a smaller space, how to optimize storage and how to quickly spruce up a room. And I have a special guest today on the show, Babette Hayes, interior designer and committee member of the Color Society of Australia and member of the Design Institute of Australia as well. And I met Babette a few years ago at the Color Society and she kindly agreed to contribute to my book when I started working on that last year and she also did the introduction for my book launch in um, earlier this year. So this year she is a big year for her because she's celebrating 50 years in Australia and her long career in interior design and publishing has now been crowned with the award of the Order of the Medal of Australia for Service to Interior Design, Australian Cuisine and Writing. Wow, that's a lot, Babette. <laughs> that is really amazing. And um, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. And um, yeah, maybe we start um, and you talk a bit how that was oh, when you got was. that medal. <laughs> oh, look, it was, um, it is such an honor. You know, you don't realize, um, oh, I got it and I thought, oh, gosh, you know, I felt absolutely overwhelmed and thought I'm oh, wonderful and how exciting and knowing that I was celebrating 50 years this year anyway. It was all perfect, perfect timing. And uh, <clears throat> I really felt very honored. And it was, of course, the governor uh, general who um, did the investiture was Marie Bashir. And that's this is the last, you know, at the end of her 13 years of, uh, as governor general. She's an amazing woman. Mm. So, and I took my three children. Uh, I have two daughters and a son. Stephanie Sholto and Arabella, and they were so excited. <laughs> so, so we had a wonderful, wonderful time at Government House and, and talking to the other people, and you, you realize just how many awards there are, yeah. people who are so brave and who've given so much to their community, and it just feels quite something special to be part yeah. of that. How many people were there? Oh, like, there would have been a good 50. I think oh. they were done in lots of 50, morning, 50 in the oh. afternoon, three days a week. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's exciting. All right, cool. And uh, so you are here now for 50 years mm -hmm. in Australia. And what brought you to Australia well, in the first uh, place? My Actually, my, my husband, Guy Hayes, um, had been wanting to come to Australia for a good four years. And I kept saying, no, I don't want to go. I don't mm -hmm. want to leave. My family were in France, so my work was in England. And I had lots of friends in England, and I just knew nothing about Australia, you know. It was like going to a place that oh, we were totally ignorant about what was happening there. Yeah. And my main concern was, will there be an artistic um, element in Australia? Because we knew nothing other than kangaroos <laughs> and pretty rough and sporty and what have you. So I, I just wanted to really f feel reassured about what I'd find here. And I, we met a couple um, of friends and uh, they were Australian, and they were, I hate to say this, but they were civilized. In that um, civilization for me is about in mm. honoring the arts, honoring design, honoring painters, music, and a whole lot of mm. different things. Uh, and I just, you know, my brother thought I was never going to have good wine again. He said, how can you leave Europe? You'll never drink wine again. But, but, you know, it is a chance that you take, but it was the best thing that I could have done. Mm. 
very best thing I could have done. And arriving, you see, I had some really good um, um, letters from. I'd done some work for an English um, house and garden, and um, Ideal Home magazine. I designed. The last thing I did before coming here was an exhibition at home in Amsterdam, and it was an international competition. I had been working with Josiah Wedgwood for four years and designing different displays for their exhibitions and things, and doing a lot of magazine work. I was writing on food for Queen magazine and for the newly launched um, Sunday Telegraph colour mm -hmm. supplement, which is quite a prestigious English newspaper. So it was just... You know, I had lots of things. That's one of the reasons I didn't want to leave. At the same time, I just had that behind me. And I had a couple of really good letters, introductions yeah. to a really good photographer here, Ben Erickson. And so when I came over, I had a really good portfolio. So have, you have never been before? So you, oh, never. Right. It was the first time See, ever. That's the difference to me. I've been here three times before really? you came here. Really? <laughs> On holiday, yeah. I'm only here for six years, but... That is, yeah, it's very different if you... And don't forget, you know... It's, it's long ago, years. yeah, that was a 64, we came yeah, in 64. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, Guy wanted to get away from England, and um, he, he was very keen to have a fewer people around. He felt it was very congested. Um, mm. And I'm the opposite. I love the congestion. <laughs> I'm gregarious. But anyway, it was good. I was from the word go... Um, I immediately went to see Ben Erickson in his studio in Edgecliff. Uh -huh. Showed him my portfolio, a lot of um, you know interior work and styling. And he said, "Look, I can't give you much in way of styling, but I can for, for interiors. But I can certainly do food because I'd also done all the cooking features. And so I started straight away doing some food styling and." Uh, Then the other work came, and then yeah. I went to see Australian Home Journal, and they were just changing from being a straightforward knitting, um, sewing magazine to incorporating architecture and design, so, mm. and had a wonderful editor, Diana Wynn. It was just remarkable timing, perfect mm. timing. So, um, and my first project here, she gave me an A-frame house to style and furnish. It's made by Caspin Homes. And it was, that was a revelation in itself because Packer was very tight. You couldn't use couriers. You had to use junior journalists to carry the props from wherever you were going mm. to the office or the studio. And um, it was fun, though, because it gave me a wonderful opportunity to meet a whole mm. lot of different suppliers. It was yeah. fantastic. So that was the first project I did, and that was in 1965. Oh, my God, that was when I was born. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And so, um, what were some of the highlights of these past 50 years? I know it's a oh big question. I just, I, and I thought, That's a big question. Yeah. Big question. But I have <clears throat> lots of hi highlights. I mean, <clears throat> the last 50 years, my introduction, I guess, to Ben Erickson was quite something because that started me off. Paul Hamlin then. Uh, commissioned me to do some books. Mm. So um, I started by going to New Zealand and Australia, and it was the complete book of cooking and wine. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a huge project. Oh. And I'd only been here just over a year, mm -hmm. and I was asked to do the art direction and styling. So I traveled everywhere mm. um, with Ben, and he's a one, he was Swedish, wonderful, very 
very wide education, you know, and he knew everybody, of course, and he worked for Conde Nast and all sorts of people. So we did a lot of traveling. That gave me a wonderful introduction. Mm. And then I was commissioned to do Australian style, and I remember that because people were saying, there's no such thing as Australian style. I said, yes, of course there is. You know, I'd been working, that was in 1968, 69, I'd been working here for four years. I'd met a lot of architects. You know, I was with Society of Interior Designers, and I had met a lot of people. People like Marion Hall Best. You know, she's such a magical woman. Mm. Extraordinary interior designer, of course, colour and everything. But then I met a lot of architects, and there was Robin Boyd and various other people who um, were leading architects, met a lot of those, got a lot of photographs together, and just went around the... I was mostly Victoria, I guess, and New South Wales, a little bit in Queensland and South mm. Australia. Um, I also did some work. Another highlight was doing work for Alan Bond in um, Perth. Yanshep was um, the where you know the cup was won, the yacht cup, the international world cup, and mm. I did the village there. And prior to that, I'd, I'd got a very big project on Swan River to do. So there are key. Key projects. Mm. So, so you, you live basically here in Sydney, but you then yeah, went to yeah, the other yeah, places yeah. too. <coughs> and then I remember how excited it was when Mervac decided to develop the first first apartments. Oh, mm. So that was King Coppel. And I did five big displays there and changed some of the internal designs. Mm. And um, Rupert Modoc bought one of them, his wife, and Daniel LaRue and what mm. have you. So there were the key moments and then yeah. did the development in the key. They were wonderful projects to be involved in because it was so big and you had a free hand. And that was so nice about Australian Home Journal. You know, it was lovely to be able to um, put forward ideas and, and, and Diana was very fair. I'd say, look, I want to do a Corbusier chair and a William Morris fabric on a chaise. And she said, well, people aren't going to understand it. I said, yes, the more you expose and show photographs, of new designs and concepts, you know, the more they will feel safe with it. Mm. And that's what was happening. I did that for House and Garden as well. And um, mm. so it was really is about exposing, exposing people to new ideas and concepts. Yeah. And I didn't realize how influential the magazines were because what happened there was that I was asked to... Uh, um, so we're having lots of exciting yeah. things. We thought we'd have birds, yeah. didn't we? We've got a bit more than birds. Yeah, that's right. This is, this is, this is Sydney. Sydney yeah. Garden. Sydney, <laughs> Sydney Garden. Garden. Um, yeah, so, so that was where good. Did we start? Yeah, the, the Mervac develop, developments yeah, and the yeah. magazine. Yeah, yeah. So it was all basically at that time people didn't know a lot about all these designers no, no. and they needed you to. No, no, I was able to do um, page sets with Piapolin furniture and, you know, Magistretti and all sorts of furniture. Marion Best was one of the first people to bring in that stuff. Mm. And Russell White Church of Finlandia. So there was a lot wanting to happen, you know. Yeah. They were very courageous, those people. Yeah, They're yeah. very courageous. Hmm. That's very interesting. Now everything is there already, yeah, but is, you were kind of building up the whole industry, yeah, yes. sort of. Yeah. Mm, right. So... Um, as we are doing this um, podcast for people who downsize and yeah. want to get 
rid of a lot of stuff and move from big houses to smaller houses. I um, I thought I'd ask you what are your top tips because you told me that you've moved several times, Many of course, times, in yes. that <laughs> career here and also in London. And then you downsized as well here in, in Australia from a large house <coughs> to a smaller space. So... Oh, what were you? Oh, the top tips. Well, or? I mean, I'm downsizing, yes, but um, even going to England, you know, it's like taking with you, keeping. It's very different. I mean, the work I'm doing now, okay, the work I'm doing now is people who are in um, 60s, maybe late 50s or 60s and 70s, and they are moving from the family home into an apartment where just two of them are living. Mm. Mm -hmm. And um, with that, my advice always is, oh, I'm so sorry. Telephone. Oh, dear. Oh, no. <laughs> Switch that off. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do you want to start again? Though? No, 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 that's fine. No. Just keep it. Um, it's interesting because what I've done for myself, I mean, there's certain things that I, I won't get rid of, and that is my collections of books, because my, my books are very precious. You know, they're books on photography, the arts, mm. design, architecture, novels, and, and a lot of it is, too, I've got a whole selection of Australian novels and histories and things, because I'm very interested in that. Everything, yeah. So when I did 200 years of Australian cooking, I used some of the illustrations that I had in my own old collection of books that were published in the 1840s and 1850s. So I, I have a wide um, breadth, I suppose you'd call it, a very Catholic range of tastes, <laughs> which means very expansive. So books are very important, uh, and I do periodically give um, to various church uh, sales and what have you, but I keep the bulk of it. Yeah. So I have shelves and shelves in my bedroom, in my study, in my living room, yeah. all over the place. I put in shelves where I can at the top of the wall. <laughs> Storage <laughs> optimization. Yes, that's, that's what point. it is. Um, and yeah. so it's imp I just think it's important to keep my favorite things. So what has traveled with me is I sold most of my furniture, but I kept a couple of pieces that were mm. really special. Yeah. Uh, like a uh, you know, 17th century table, small table, side table, another one that's uh, an inlaid 18th century. They are fine pieces of workmanship which I just love. Yeah. And then a piece, a sculpture by Peter Taylor in, in uh, Tasmania, um, made out of Huon Pine, and he got the wood when they were filling in, I don't know, the valley, if you know about that in Tassie. They had a, a Huon Pine forest yeah, and things, and yeah. they filled it in with water. But a lot of the timber was saved, and so mm. there are a couple of things. But... Of my original pieces of furniture, I have very little. Mm. Because my advice is, if you're going to move and you're going to move into a smaller place, which is, I've just done one, where we had to get new furniture. Yeah. Because nothing exactly. really fitted. Because everything yeah. comes from an old yeah. family home with lots of children have been brought up and what have you. And to be honest with you, some of the stuff is not that crash hot. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not that it's just dated. It's just yeah. big... And Doesn't clumsy, yeah, exactly. And, and mm. my experience is that people want something lighter, yeah, and they want it to be less heavy, yeah, you know, and they want it to be mm. really comfortable. Now, it doesn't mean that the old couches aren't comfortable, but when you're trying to cram in big pieces into a small space, which is what we're doing with downsizing, 
then yeah. you have to rethink. You can't live yeah. with what you've lived in the past. Exactly. Now, if my advice always is be open-minded. Mm. You know, be, they've sold their family home. Usually, usually they can afford to buy new pieces that don't have to be exorbitantly expensive if yeah, they're on a budget. Exactly. Um, they'll have to give it away, whatever the old stuff is that they can't use. Uh, look, time and time again, it's been put into the apartment. I come along and we put it into the garage. Mm. And so it'll either be sold or it'll be handed on, but it'll disappear from that room because if they want that room to really feel comfortable yeah. and flow, the flow of space is mm. so important. It's important. And, yeah. you know... And that is what I've seen as well in that short time that I'm working on that, but it's, it's most people, they move without planning ahead and then they sit in these yeah. tiny apartments with lots of stuff and they say, they, oh, I'm not feeling well, it's just too much. Yeah, they can't walk. Yeah, yeah that's right. It really depends also on, on the owners or mm. the owner. I mean, I was called in 15 years ago by um, a client who's now 94 and she said, look, I'm downsizing from a big, big family home into a really lovely apartment from one point. And she was very open because she was design aware Mm. So we removed a lot of the stuff and we bought a couple of really nice contemporary pieces, a new oval dining table, some, which I got from Fernuli, another one from Spain. So she was very keen to have attractive yeah, and useful, comfortable and open to that. Mm. And we kept her lovely collection of, of china and figures and a couple of old cabinets and things. We were able to make work... You know, yeah, mix it with yeah, the other it. thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But she was open-minded, and that's, that's that's the thing to be open-minded. Mm. Now, some people are very attached to what they they want. They think they're throwing money away, but they're not. They're not throwing it away. What they're doing is giving themselves the opportunity to create a loving, warm, appealing, comfortable home. And once you start taking out stuff and putting in what you feel is right. They can feel it. They feel mm. it in their bodies. Yeah. You know, they say, oh, yes. And I, do, I go all the way. I, I, I organize all the hanging of the artwork and the actual placement of all their objects and things because not many people know how to do that. Mm. So if you can show them how, they how can change the feel. And, you know, and the artworks are important because they've lived with those paintings or photographs for a long time. And there's really very rarely any reason to dispose of any of that. Mm. That is what gives the home character and personality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, great. So um, you mentioned already a few um, brand names, so is there a favorite source for stylish apartment furniture? <clears throat> look, I, um, I think you look at within your budget yeah. and your price range. Um, I suggest to people that they actually flick through a lot of magazines. You know, and um, they don't have to buy a lot of magazines, but they need reference but They need tear sheets of things that they, they like the look yeah. of and the feel of so that you can establish. And whether it's, you know, for family homes, you've got uh, House and Garden and Inside Out. For the luxe end, you've got Belle and Vogue Living. Mm. And I like, you know, the L Deco, Deco and French and English and so on. Houses is a marvelous magazine, but it's all architecture. Mm. And, and there's a sameness about the way they furnish those. But it still gives you an idea yeah. of what you could do. What you could do. <clears throat> and then, yeah. you know, for newly space, Ikea. 
Mm. You know, I'm, I'm a great supporter of IKEA as well. And then a lot of the retro shops, if you yeah. want something that has character. But most people will have, usually, um, the odd armchair or a piece of furniture that has character. Yes. You know, and that's important to, to bring in little elements of the past. Yes. You and know, to work I, I, them and in. to yeah. enjoy that. Yeah, to really yeah, enjoy yeah. that. I mean, a couple I've just done, um, we ordered the seating furniture, we ordered brand new fabrics and things. But they had um, a gilt side table and with a mirror that sat above it. And I said, well, we'll put that in the hall. And he said, oh, I didn't think you'd want to keep it. I said, yes, we've got to have it. It's a bit of glamour. You know, it's yeah. something from the past and it's different. Yeah. You've got to have things that are different as well. And it's just a quick quirky, mm. something that might have a bit of humor about it. Interest, things that are interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that's not all the, the same, same and flat. Yeah, all the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But people are, are very happy, I think, to try things out. Uh, and maybe you don't do it all in a hurry. I like to have an initial uh, meeting where before they move, if it's possible, yeah. we look at what is possible, what works. And sometimes it's, it's happened, it's been done, and they've already got rid of a lot of stuff. Mm. And you see what they brought. Uh, quite often they bring far too many side tables. Yeah. You know, too many side tables that go back, you know, in times of about mm. 50, 50 years, 60 years. And yes, they're beautifully made, but they don't necessarily fit the space. Yeah. So you've got to be tough, mm. you know, and practical. But people will recognize when you're being practical and they'll recognize it when they see it. You've got to show it to them, mm. you know, to actually make that happen. You've got to make it happen. Yeah. So that initial, you know, advise, advisory visit, say, might be two hours, <laughs> but then you do need to come back afterwards, Yeah. you know, and follow that up. And, yeah. and they usually see the value in that. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> yeah, we spoke about some furniture pieces. What are important pieces to keep? Um, <coughs> I think a beautifully made, you know, a couple of old chairs are beautifully made or, or an old carver or some people have the, they <coughs> have one or two odd pieces of furniture that aren't massive but have character. Mm. Um, the odd chair here and there can be fitted in in all sorts of places. I, I usually avoid, unless they've just bought a brand new sofa, <coughs> an armchair, I'm okay. Just I just um, <coughs> yeah, just keep talking. Okay. <laughs> so um, get something in my. So when I look at the pieces I've got that I have travelled <coughs> with me, they're not that many, but I mean one of them actually is a, a modular piece that I designed in 19 and had made. When did I have it made? 1969, 1970. John Puddock made it for me, and it, I had it made in two pieces, and it hasn't dated. It looks exactly as good. Now, as it did then, and it can be reconfigured in different ways. Yeah. So modular furniture is, as long as it's not massive, mm. and a lot of the furniture these days can be massive, massive as well. Yeah, so you've got yeah, to be yeah. careful. Proportions are so important mm. to get it right, and comfort. But there's a lot of wonderful new 60s retro stuff too that is, yeah. is comfortable and lovely, but not everybody likes that. That is right, yeah. So you, you, you need to work with within the parameters. Mm. But they are asking me to advise them mm. and so in terms of me wanting to find out what is important for them what is precious <clears> and looking at 
what we can dispose of. Yeah. Because you've got to be tough. You know, yeah, that a, is, I think that's one of the hardest things for most people to get rid of their stuff and to decide what to get rid of. And it's they just keep on procrastinating all that decluttering because they don't know how to start and what to do and what to choose. <coughs> and this is, yeah. Well, you start <coughs> with drawers. Start yeah. going through the <laughs> exactly, kitchen drawers, yeah. the clothing drawers, whatever drawers. It's surprising. Pull it all out. And put then, back in what you really want to use, what you are using now, mm, and get rid of the rest. Yeah, yeah. That's a very that good is, step. And with clothes, some people have the most amazing collection of clothes yeah. that they will never, ever wear. That's right. Ever, yeah. ever, ever, ever wear. Yeah. And so you've got to be able to look at that and mm. put it out. What do you love? I mean, there are a couple of bits that I've had there. This uh, Katie Pye, you know, 19s. 70s, gorgeous classical design, which is a museum piece. I'll never get rid of that. I won't wear it, but I love it. Mm. But everything else you know, mm. has to go. Yeah, if it's only one piece, yeah, yeah. But that's right. That's a big, big topic, the wardrobe, yeah. decluttering, yeah. and then all the other stuff, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people uh, – one of the but, things I do advise in terms of making things work better, having gone through the clothing and the kitchen – Two major things, aren't they, really? Yeah, yeah. And also, a lot of people have kept things that they were given as gifts, which they don't really like, but they put it away in a cupboard. Vinnie's will love you. Salvation mm. Army will love you. It'll raise money. It'll help you to unload. Yeah. And there's something rather healthy about that, unloading yeah, exactly. the stuff. that yeah. You know, that's really important. Mm. But reorganizing, when you move into a new apartment... <clears throat> or maybe, I don't know, sometimes they're not brand new, but if they are, reorganizing and properly organizing the internals of the cupboards is important. Yeah, yeah. You know, making sure that you've got enough shelves, mm. not big spaces between the shelves. Whatever that shelf is going to take, don't waste space. Mm. And what I've often done in a lot of wardrobes is install sliding drawers. So you've got hanging spaces, a lot of people don't need a long hanging space yeah. on the floor. So I put stacks of drawers underneath. Yeah. It can be wire baskets mm, or it can yeah. be, you know, made-to-order drawers. But yeah. it's what an investment because yeah. you don't have to get on your hands and knees to get to the back of the cupboard, and it's all there. Oh. It just pulls out. <clears throat> so I use my one of mm. my joiners to do that. Yeah, and yeah. The people love it. They are yeah. so thankful I've done that. Mm. And also making, I mean, laundry is an area that quite often isn't properly Designed, designed, you know, yeah. you can add to it when yeah, make yeah, a yeah. huge difference. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm, when I see these laundries in apartments, sometimes like one door in the kitchen, like a, it's like a closed wardrobe, and then you open it, and there is a, the washing machine in the dryer. And I think, I think of my laundry, and I think, oh my god, I couldn't cope with that. I mean, it's maybe different because you have children, but my laundry, we have a a bench top and you know we're, we're, and it's always stuff in there because from the kids and everything you know you well that's I, different yeah it's different but I uh, I, mean, I, I, pre like, I prefer to have a nice laundry where I can do cut some flowers as well you know do different things yeah but you're have, younger you're mm, not downsizing with not yet, yet. <laughs> no but I mean <laughs> you're right. not downsizing in the way that we're talking about downsizing we're talking about mature people yeah, yeah. you know who don't, don't need, need as much space as they yeah. did before and, and I've just done a laundry where I've put in a cupboard that, you know, it was just a basic thing. It had a sink, mm. it had a washing machine, a dryer above. Well, there's plenty of space to actually put a shelf along the side with a rail 
on which they can hang their dripping clothes, and I've put a cupboard at the top, mm. you know, and she's got a little uh, short ladder, yeah. and that's giving her massive that's, more yeah. space. Yeah, yeah. And I, I redid all, I mean, the <coughs> department was 12 years old, um, and it's very nicely designed, and the internals of all the cupboards, I've added drawers here, drawers there, mm, shelves mm, here. Mm. And she's thrilled, absolutely thrilled, because we've made use of what was there, there yeah. but doubled the storage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a good investment. Yeah. And quite often I'll run a shelf along the top of the wall just to have so, one row all the yeah, way along yeah, that yeah, room. Yeah, it can yeah, look yeah. stunning. Yeah, And then yeah. you can and put you pictures can, and paintings yeah, underneath. Yeah, you know? yeah. It depends on what. Up, yeah, yeah. It depends on what people collect or what they yeah. have. That's right, that's right. Okay, um, yeah, so we just talked about optimizing storage in small spaces. Um, yeah, to make a small space look larger, what would be your number one oh, tip? I think zen, the word is zen. <coughs> I know that it's so easy as the week goes by to accumulate small bits and pieces on top, you know, you're in the kitchen, so you dump your stuff. You're somewhere else and you dump your stuff. And um, just to look at where things have been added on over the week, yeah. over the two weeks, just clear yeah. the decks, take it all away. And so there's nothing quite like a space or a room where everything is consciously placed, mm. even the shampoo bottle. Mm. When everything is consciously placed and it is, it is neat and it doesn't take up space, and it feels peaceful and quiet and calm. It really makes mm. a huge difference. Mm. So that, to me, is... Yeah. I think that goes a bit in the direction that everything needs to have a home or a space where it lives, usually. Like, well, it always does, but yeah. people forget that. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah and then this is with these <laughs> kitchen benches. They, most people put all their stuff there and then leave it and leave it, as you just said, and it mm. goes up. Instead of putting, like, for example finding a place for invoices in the study that have to be paid instead of hanging, letting mm. them live on the bench for mm. two weeks or, and mm. then they get forgotten. Well, about that's it. one of the things, too, so, about having an organized <coughs> space yeah. to file away things. I mean, that's yeah. why a filing drawer is useful. Mm. And it can be a small drawer, it can be a high drawer. Um, so it's, it's really a question of knowing that you've got a place for everything. Everything, yeah. yeah. And it's organized. It helps you to feel really much more at peace because you know your bills are there. And you what's to be paid is there and all that. Uh, and yeah. you know where you find something if you need it. And yeah. you don't have yeah. to run around. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, Family photo albums are tricky. A lot of people have a lot of photo albums. Yeah. Oh, God, and, so, and, and it yeah. seems to be that the parents are the keepers of that. Mm. Because the children don't really want to take responsibility. Nowadays it's all that, digital yes, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah. And so it's the old yeah. photos and things. Yeah. That is quite difficult mm. because you don't want to throw anything away. And the children don't want it thrown away, but you've got to find a way of storing that stuff. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Um, so if, if you, uh, someone wants to quickly spruce up a room, what would be your... Well, I go back to zenning. Again, <laughs> tidying up and yeah, sorting yeah. it out. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I think we need to make better use of is shelving. Mm. You know, I mean, whether that the cube shelving or what have you, you don't want them to be too deep. Mm. Uh, on the other hand, they've got to be safe so they don't want to topple over. Well, yeah. So you've got to find a way of fixing them to the wall. Or when it's all, there's, there's shelving, it's magical. It mm. makes everything work. And, um, you don't always have to display everything. 
mm. you know. So it's, it's looking at where things can be fitted, get rid of all the old newspapers. I mean, that's what yeah. I was doing yesterday, getting rid of heaps of newspapers and things. Only because I'm an <coughs> avid sort of, I, I, I want to read that later. No, no, no. Yeah. I can only keep it a week and then out it goes. Yeah, exactly. Because <coughs> you won't probably read it later. <laughs> There's always no. a new newspaper every yeah. day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, not everybody has newspapers. I'm, yeah. I've only got one at the moment because a friend of mine's gone away on holiday. So for two months, mm. I'm, I'm getting I, their yeah. newspapers. But normally I don't because if I want the news, then I. Yeah, yeah just yeah. everything's online. That's right. Yeah. Um. <coughs> Where do you go, or what would you recommend if someone wants to go for bargains and fabulous finds? <laughs> well, I, I really think there's some marvelous auction rooms, and I'm just surprised at um, you know how you can actually go to an auction, and there are quite a number of them around Sydney. Um, Annandale's got a couple which I I like to go to because the most, and I've actually taken a couple of clients of mine and encouraged them to make their own decisions. Take a risk, go to an auction, look around and see. And the friend of mine uh, said, well, I took your advice. And there were these amazing giant flower pots, you know, really good quality stuff. Um, you know, which they get for $10 or $12 or whatever it is. It's worth going out there and looking around and seeing what your eye can pick up on. Yeah. So auctions are great. Yeah. Um, occasionally second-hand shops, well, I don't know. I think the second-hand shop has changed a lot in character. I mean, I love going I, to the Marché aux Puces in Paris or whatever. Puce, yeah, you know, yeah. <clears throat> used to do that a lot. But yeah. You have to have an eye to pick up things that are slight, a little different. And quite often you'll go into a shop and there isn't a single thing in there and then on the way out you'll see, oh, I quite like that. Mm. But it's being aware, yeah. you know, that it's to add interest to your home, to make it more personal. Yeah, yeah. So mm. for looking for quirky or different things. Yeah, yeah. there's also these um, <coughs> uh, Mitchell Road Design Antique and Design Center yeah. Emporium. They yeah, recently moved. These yeah. are nice places too, just yeah. to take a Saturday or whatever, whatever day and go and browse a few hours. Mm. And there's mm. lots of ideas, and sometimes mm. you find but also end really of year interesting things. Students uh, lit, say um, um, technical colleges, art colleges, and things. At the end of the year, they'll have an exhibition, and quite often they'll sell. Mm. And you'd be surprised at the talent that's there. Yeah. It's magical. And you could buy some really beautiful things. So I'd like to make a point of saying, just go and buy one thing, mm. but find something that you really like, because there's some wonderful work there. Yeah. And not only it's good for the students and, you know, for the people who... And pot, same thing with ceramics and pots and things mm. like that. So it's worth looking around and seeing what other people are doing, whether markets sometimes can be quite good. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's right. Like, uh, crafts <coughs> and things. There's everywhere markets <coughs> every weekend, basically. You have just to do a bit of research and find them. Yeah. And the retro yeah. shops, of course. Yeah. Love the retro shops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah. All right, so um, what is the best decorating advice you've ever heard and who gave it to you? I give a lot of thought to this, and I realize that my so, mother-in-law... I met my future mother-in-law when I was 15, and uh, I was married when I was 19. She was American, and she had a most gorgeous home. She loved changing things around, because this is an American thing of seasonal colors and mm -hmm. seasonal things. So she would change the curtains over, 
take the winter rugs off the floor, put down or remove rugs altogether, or put very lightweight matting. I mean, she's very adventurous. I'm going back a long way. And, you know, because she'd lived in Hong Kong and various places, so the, the, the fashionable matting that you get now, those lovely big, you know, she used to do that. She would do slip covers on her chair so there'd be a winter color look mm. or there'd be a summer, summer look. And she'd get the curtains from last year and she'd find the most gorgeous, evenly woven cotton, flat cotton ribbon that she would edge the curtains with and next year that would come off. I mean, that was real to me, a real opener. Because I opener, I had not experienced that in my own place. And because she had come through the war and I... And, you know, where there was a shortage of things, but she was in America. And there's this wonderful homemaking thing that happens with that age group and that kind of person, you know. Um, she took a lot of care. So I learned a lot from her mm. about loving and caring for my home. Well, that's great, yes. <laughs> and then um, <clears throat> about coming here, Marion Hallbest, it was just wonderful meeting her because... You know, not only was she obviously a leading designer, but she had this fabulous shop, and she travelled a lot, and she brought in, she took risks and brought in uh, a lot of furniture. But at the same time, she did have a very captive audience. You know, the uh, the clients just worshipped her, and to the point where I remember going to do some research for a, a TV program um, 20 years ago, and I saw apartments that had been done 20 years before that had not changed. The clients were so devoted to her that they even had the same kind of plant. You know, nothing ever, ever changed. But that was like worshipping her. But she did wonderful things with colour. And she was very gutsy. And she appreciated light, the quality of light. And she would analyse some of the photos that we took and write a one page about the way we'd captured the feeling of the light. She'd write me a letter, you know, really loving the photograph. Now, you didn't often get that with designers. Mm. She really appreciated the quality in the photograph and so on. Just wonderful woman. And then <clears throat> um, Bruce Rickard, and you know, he had worked with um, Frank Lloyd Wright, um, the way he looked at opening up the home and, and bringing in the mm. outdoors indoor outdoor thing mm -hmm. I learned a lot mm. about about that from his homes but texture and and that he always involved stone and natural timbers like Walter Burley Griffin a lot to be learned from those mm. old and, and the new young you know designers or architects now there's so much talent here mm. there's so much and a lovely sense of openness yeah. Australian architecture has a lot to offer Mm. You know, and I know whenever I go overseas and I'll take magazine houses, architects love seeing it because of what, especially in England and France, you know, what people are doing here, they find very, very exciting. Mm. So um, there's lots, lots. But Marion Best, my mother-in-law, <laughs> Bruce Rickard. Right. Okay, cool. <clears throat> <clears throat> so your mother-in-law yeah, yeah. <laughs> can be really yeah. proud that you put her in the same <laughs> range with the other two. All right, so maybe one last question. Um, what is your favorite website for interior design and decorating? Oh. Or is there anyone? <laughs> well, yeah, I look, I, I, I could spend 24 hours a day looking things up, but what I rely mm. a lot on is Yellow Trace. 
Oh, I love trace. yellow trace because mm. what they do is bring a variety, quite a variety mm. of um, architecture and design artists, and it's international. Oh, and I really okay. love what she does. I'll have to have a look so, at that. Yeah, I don't know yeah. that website, so thank you for no, that it's brilliant. tip. No, I really... Because there's lots, there's lots to be inspired by, you know. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if you just look at Pinterest, you get, <laughs> can spend hours there yeah, looking at yes. all these images that are pinned from all over yeah, the world yeah, for yeah. everything you are mm. looking for. It's mm. amazing, yeah. Mm, it is. Well, that, that yeah, yellow trace. Pinterest is all right, and but I, I, I find that you know my time lim- my time is limited. So if I can find it, yeah, quickly, know, yeah, yeah, that's right, you. Yeah. But Yellow Trace, every week there's something coming. And, and it, because it is such a wide range of stuff. Mm, mm. I'll, I'll forward you the link. So yeah, can, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have a look at that too. All right. Um, is there anything else you want to share or <laughs> otherwise? Well, I, I do think that um, it's important to be inspired. Mm. So, you know, obviously my art books and photographic, all that stuff, is lovely to have. I like going to art exhibitions as well. I really like to follow what's happening with the architecture in this country. And that's why I find Houses Magazine so useful. Um, and I like Michael <coughs> Lunig. So you like... Michael Lunig. Okay. You don't know him? You must know Michael Lunig, the cartoonist. Oh, right. He has books that he's <coughs> produced, which are wonderful. But the books that I like are two books he's got amazing prayers you know, one is honouring the tomato and its luscious colour. It's lovely. Right, I have to have a look at that too. Oh, yes. <laughs> it is absolutely amazing what he does. Okay. And I, I have the books and I give them to people as well because he honours the simplest, the simplest of lifestyle things, you know. If you can love your plant, you love your tomatoes, you love the worms, mm-hmm. you, um, or the birds, or the bird song, or yeah. uh, the handle. Honor the handle, the handle on the teacup, the handle of the teapot. Yeah. You know, having a handle on life. He's a, a wonderful philosopher. Oh, great. That, that's mm. a good tip. Mm. Um, everyone should read that now. Okay. Michael Looney, the prayer book. He's got two. Okay, good. Thank you for that. Yeah, thanks so much for being with us today and sharing your story. I think it was very inspiring for me. I learned a few things again. And um, if anyone wants to read more about Babette and what she does, you can all visit her website. It's babettehays.com.au. And, uh, yeah, if you like what you have heard, please leave a rating on iTunes and share the podcast with your friends and your community. I would also love to hear from you if you want a special topic to be covered, so you can email me to bettina at bdcolordesign.net.au and I will try my best to um, cover that topic for you. And uh, before we finish, I would like to share some news with you today. I will soon be launching a half-day workshop for empty nesters who need some starting help um, to downsize, get their questions answered and interact with other empty nesters. Um, you will learn practical decluttering strategies, how to prioritize what to keep and how to optimize storage in a smaller space. Thank you for listening today. Stay tuned and spread the word. Cheers.